the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Four minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, we're here helping you with your car repair questions, your car repair problems, and anything to do with cars, boats, motorhomes, trailers, horse trailers, we got wheelbarrows. We can handle tires mm-hmm. on wheelbarrows, stuff like that. Sitting to my left is Andy Salem. Andy is my daughter. She runs the operation. She bosses everyone around. That's what the guys in the shop say. That's pretty much true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. That's the phone number you call if you want to get in real quick. And the lines are wide open. Gil is our engineer. He's flying the airplane. And uh, if you want to get in quick, now's the time, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Bob and Steve over at Quality Transmission are always going to give you their best effort. They're not the most expensive guys in the town. In town, They're not the cheapest guys in town, but they are fair. They're good diagnosticians. They can identify the specific problem, and they can fix the problem. They don't have to do what we commonly call in the industry a shotgun repair. So if you have an engine miss, you have to beware of a shop who wants to replace all the spark plug wires, all the spark plugs, the distributor cap, and the rotor, because that's called a shotgun repair. The success rate on that's about 100%, but it increases your bill by 200% or 300%. So if you find somebody who can focus in on the specific problem, it's always much better to do that than a shotgun repair. So Quality Transmission is serving the, has been serving these Valley since 1977, and I know that if you'll stop by, they'll drive your car for free. They'll talk to you for free. They're on McClintock, north of University in Tempe. Quality Transmission. All righty. I'm going to, last week we had Andy. Um, well, I'll tell you what, let's take Lynn yeah, first. Lynn, good morning to you. Thanks for calling in first. How can we help you? Good morning, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. I've got an O2 music vehicle saber. I'm an original buyer owner, and I had a check engine light come on, and I went to the auto parts store, and they put the thing in there and read it out, so it was something about negative, uh, negative, negative electricity. So I went on the net, and I scanned over there, and come across the guy. He says, your master of full center is likely dirty. I told you what to do. Go to the auto parts store and get the special master of full center cleaner, and I did that. I did that, put the, put the, clean it. Cleaner back in there, and the, the uh, yellow light went off. That's a fine. That's okay. the problem. However, before that, I had been getting very low gas miles. So I was getting 19 miles in and around town. It's down to 14. And the guy also suggested, well, that's what's causing your low gas miles, the master of full sensor soil. Okay, but the master of full sensor, now the light does not goes off. You check it when you turn on the key, and then it goes off when you run the car. It 
guess my still stays at about 14 miles per gallon. That's awful. You got any suggestions what I might do on my own or anything? Well, um, wow. I have a couple of comments. Um, that, you know, getting a code doesn't mean that that's the problem. Um, and so you, even though the, the light hasn't come on now, sometimes when you clear the code, it can take anywhere from days to a week or so to come back on because oh. the computer's looking at historical data. So I'm not prepared to co pronounce your LeSabre fixed. I don't see that at all. And, and, and as a result of that, then we still have some concerns. When when you trust your your money with someone on the internet and they're guessing but they're using your money, I think you need to be concerned about that. I think okay. you need to be worried about that because I want to tell you something. I, I spent all morning long on the internet looking for, and we're going to discuss this right after we get done with your phone call. But this top tier gasoline with the extra detergent, you've heard of that. And yeah. um, and I I got on the internet and I'm reading about what people say about top tier and what they don't like and they do like and the price difference and I'm looking for some specific data on the amount of detergent. But when I'm in there, I see stuff in there that is so wrong, it is so wrong, it's not even funny. It's it's someone who was told that by their father, their grandfather, and who carries it forward into the 21st century and swears that it's the truth. So I and you need to be. But let me address your fuel economy issue. In your fuel economy issue, we need to do a tailpipe test of your car to see what the CO level is coming out of the tailpipe. Typically, it's like $1.20 or less. If you're at 3 or 4%, it's not going to be long before that check engine light comes back on. The mass airflow sensor's job is, is to tell the engine and the computer how much air is coming into the engine so that they can match fuel. So we have to match the amount of sprayed fuel with the amount of air. That's the mass airflow sensor's job is to report the air, but the computer matches the fuel. So you can have an air link in, in the tube where we have unmetered air coming into the engine. So the mass airflow sensor says 60 grams per second, and really and truly you're getting 80 grams per second. So the computer is is really struggling because it's going to set the fuel level for 60, but in reality that number's 80. So you, you know you have nothing to, to gain by just waiting. Have you reset your your mile per gallon on your car to zero and, and let it start new? Have you done that yet? Oh, 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 oh. oh you mean clear clear all the uh, minus the date? Yes. Since I bought it. Clear that no, there. no. Just like the the trip. The trip. The, well, oh, yeah, it's kind of yeah, like so the trip. I've, yeah, right. I've done that several yeah. times. It, I keep coming back. It, okay. It, I, I keep coming back 14 miles per gallon. And that's been uh, several times I've done it over the last four or five months. I've done that. But then I went back because I write down a mile and fuel I buy. I'm going back maybe a year, year and a half and check it. It was always around 19 miles per gallon. But in the okay. last several All months right. or so, it's coming back at 14 no matter what I do. To go okay. Four weeks, five weeks, six weeks comes back. Okay. All right. That's a twenty-five percent. That's a twenty-five percent change between where you were okay. at and where you're at now, and right. and we we have to figure out why the computer is adding the fuel. Does it think that there's more air than there really is, or is the the fuel pressure regulator leaking raw fuel into the intake manifold, or do uh -huh. we have an injector that's leaking? So we have all these different things to look at. And any oh, good yeah. technician, like an ASE master technician or somebody who's really uh, been certified in engine performance and engine drivability, is going to be going to know what we're going to do. But the first thing 
that any guy's going to do, any man or woman that's working on cars is going to do is take a tailpipe test on this. And like I say, it's a, it's 1.20, 1.20 percentage of carbon monoxide, okay. and we want that to be low. So I want to see your car at 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 0 0.4, But if it's at 2.2, if it's at $2, $3, $4, then we got a problem with the fuel delivery system, and we got to fix that, and that will fix your fuel economy. Do you have a regular garage that you visit? No, not regularly, no. Okay. What part of town do you live in? Central Phoenix. Okay. So would you would you suggest that he addresses this if the check engine light comes back on? Well, he's got two problems. Yeah. I think the check engine light's going to come back on because I don't think the mass airflow mm -hmm. sensor matches all the problems that we've got on the table. Number two, he's got the fuel economy issue. Yeah, and, and they may be related. Well, and they could, but, but on the other hand, let me tell you, in the back of my mind, he's got a Buick LeSabre. He's probably got a V6 in this thing. Mm -hmm. he, he, right. he's, he was at 19 miles a gallon. That's really kind of high for that car. Mm -hmm. that, that car is really between 15 and 20 on the low side of that. So around town, 16, 17 on the road, he should be getting 23 to 24, 25, depending on his RPM. Keep it below 2,000. He's okay. Yeah. How many miles do you have on it, Len? Uh, about 58,000. Okay. 2002. Yeah, so he's 14 years old and he's got 58,000 miles. So do oh, the math on that, yeah. baby. He's 3,000 miles a year. Yeah. Are you mostly just city driving, or do you do much highway right. driving? Right. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a, most of it is city driving. I'm retired. Okay. Yeah. 86 year old uh, retiree, and of course, so okay. we got to watch all the dollars. <laughs> if you, if, dollars. if, are you ever in, are you ever in Tempe? No, but I can make a make it a point to get to Tempe. Okay. I drive. Well, if you contact my daughter Andy at, in in Tempe, we're on Warner Road and I-10 for free. This is what I will do for you. I'll have I'll have our guys. She'll have our guys check the tailpipe emissions. Okay. And then I'm going to have my shop foreman that's been with me 27 years take your car for a decarbonization ride. Okay. <laughs> okay. And what what he's going to do is he's going to roughhouse your motor just a little bit. Put you know, a little bit of pedal to the metal. And just a little bit of pedal to the metal. He's going to what he's going to do is he's going to go over to the freeway close by and he's going to throttle up hard on the entrance ramp and he's not going to have anybody in front of him and be behind him. And when he throttles up really hard, he's going to look at the crap that's coming out of your tailpipe. And okay. then he's going to decide what he needs to do. Now, if the tailpipe's clean and the emissions are clean and, and there is no black smoke and there is no carbon and there isn't that big James Bond cloud of dust behind the car, then he's going to go down to the next exit and come back home. But if he's throwing out a bunch of gook out of your car, then he's going to do that a couple of times over and over again. It's not going to hurt your car. And I'm right. responsible for your car anyway, so if he blows up your engine, I'll buy you a new one. But we've never blown one up in, in 37 years, so we're not about to start it on your motor. But the idea is is that's what you need to do. So I'll do that for you for nothing. For one, Andy, we'll do a tailpipe emissions test to see what it is at idle and cruise. Okay. And number two, have Eddie go decarbonize it. Okay. All right, we'll do that for you for nothing, Len. Well, where, do I call? Where, do I, where do I go then? Okay, you're going to call uh, Andy. Uh, have you got a pencil handy? Okay. Yes, I do. Go ahead. Okay, Andy, A-N-D-I, okay. and the phone number is 480-598-1234. Okay. One, two, three, four. Call Monday through Friday. And that's for Andy. Yeah. That's correct. She'll make all the arrangements for you. Okay, very good. I'll do that, Mark. All Thank right. you for your time. Uh, I appreciate you, that. You're welcome, Lynn. You're welcome. And he didn't have a shop and hadn't, you know, hadn't developed a relationship with one, so it won't take us 10 minutes to do that. Yeah. And then we'll just uh, we'll just do that uh, on our diet. 
Anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. That's the first. That's the first and the last freebie I want to give today. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're going to call in and tell me you have a hundred thousand mile car and you need help and you don't have a garage, it ain't going to work because Glenn already got that spot. So when we come back, we're going to talk about top tier gasoline. Top tier gasoline. Let me tell you something about top tier gasoline. Top tier gasoline costs about three percent more, not three cents, but three percent more. Do you know what the standard amount of detergent in gasoline is? Well, I've been around you, so I think you've you've talked about it a little bit. Okay. There may be like a sprinkle, okay. a, a sprinkle right. in five, five million gallons. Five to fifteen parts per million. Per million, five five pieces of sand versus a million pieces of sand. Okay. Yeah. That's how much gas. And you know what top tier gasoline gives you? What? It's two and a half to three times that much. My God. <laughs> so if you have five grains of sand, three times that much is 15 grains of sand out of a million. I'm talking detergent here. <laughs> Holy mackerel. And then here's the thing. AAA says in the newspaper, this is a great top tier gasoline, which is carried about by a third of the gasoline stations in in the Arizona, keeps gas tanks 19% or 19 times cleaner than regular gas. Let me ask you a question. You've been around our shop since 1994. Mm -hmm. You you see every work order that comes in and out of that shop. When was the last time anybody said, clean my gas tank? When was the last time we went in and we sold the service out of, in 20 years, 10,000 cars a year. What's that, 20? 20,000? No, 10,000. That's 200,000 cars. We've done 200,000 cars in 20 years at our facility. Mm -hmm. And how many times have you seen us tell somebody, we need to take your gas tank out and clean it? Never. Yeah. No, unless there's water in it or something. Yeah, unless okay. the yeah the older vehicles that have sat for ten years or and they something have like that. Yeah. Yes, but it's somebody that drives their car on a regular basis. So here it yeah. is, right here in the newspaper. If it's in the newspaper, it's true. Absolutely. The top tier gasoline, which makes your run engine runs cleaner, also re- improving your gas mileage, according to a AAA news release, and it keeps your gas tank 19 times cleaner than regular gas. Well, a 19 times cleaner than what? <laughs> Can you tell my panties are kind of watered up right now? Yeah, I think we need to take a break. We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we'll talk about top-tier gasoline, 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, Don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Hello, I'm Tom Brown for Benefit Air. Mike, I'm reading about Benefit Air clients on Yelp. Impressive. Thanks, Tom. We're really grateful when people recognize our emphasis on integrity, quality, and competent service. You know we're talking about the most expensive appliance in your home. Right. Let me read a comment here. Scotty in Scottsdale gives his full story, then says, quote, 
In short, these guys passed on work to save me money and to ensure the service was performed at a time when it would be best. I doubt many other companies would do that, unquote. Mike, it really makes me wonder just what you can do for someone right now that needs heating or AC service. Tom, when you call Benefit Air, we're always upfront about what to expect on both pricing and options. To find out how Benefit Air can help you with your own cooling and heating needs, call 602-840-9229. That's 602-840-9229. Or find us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now Mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flat. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Check out the Seth Liebson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Liebson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Andy Salem Verdugo. She's my daughter, and uh, she runs the operation. And actually, the most important aspect of Andy's job is keeping track of her older brother, Alan. Yes. Is that true? That is true. That is true. Nevertheless, uh, this portion of Under the Hood, let me tell you, is about Larry Harker's Auto. Larry Harker's Auto is at 38th Avenue in Indian School, and he's been at that location since 1967. Bob, who is the shop foreman, he is the boss, he's the big dog, along with his wife, Ellen, who run the operation. The bottom line is, is Bob is one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met in my life. There have been cars that I have sent to him because people were located geographically close to him that no one else could fix, and Bob has been able to pull the rabbit out of his hat. He is just one qualified, one knowledgeable guy who understands the workings of your car. So if you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School and you don't have a repair shop, may I suggest that you go in for an oil change at Larry Harker's Auto Repair, 38th Avenue and Indian School, and let them take a look at your car and see how you feel there. I think you'll feel just fine because Ellen is a super lady. She handles the front counter and the work orders, and Bob handles the shop, and that's a pair that uh, is just really second to none that I know. That's Larry Harker's Auto in Phoenix. And we were talking about AAA real quick. Mm-hmm. I I don't think people should buy or not buy top-tier gasoline. 
Okay, I, a little bit more detergent is not going to hurt you. Yeah. But the idea that it's going to make your car something it isn't is wrong. Mm-hmm. Number two, they tout about how the gas tank is going to be cleaner, the injectors are going to be cleaner, and the uh, intake valves are going to be cleaner. So I ask you the same thing. You monitor, you see every repair order that goes in and out of our shop. Yeah. You see the, you see the symptoms and you see the repairs. When was the last time you saw anything that said intake valve deposits? I can't even think. Yeah, I don't remember. Let me tell you what the symptoms are of intake valve deposits. The the typical symptom is, is when your car is hot, there's an extended cranking to get it running. And when you get it running, it blows a tad of black smoke. Okay. The intake valve deposits are on the back side of the valve. We're going to squirt fuel on the back side of the valve so when the valve opens up this the cylinder can suck the fuel into the cylinder okay you with me mm-hmm. now the back of the valve becomes a sponge so on a hot restart you go to bash as you go in you get something whatever you're going to do and you come out your car's been sitting that's called a hot restart on a hot restart we spray it but the the sponge collects the gasoline and doesn't let it go into the cylinder mm-hmm. And I'm talking a sponge the size of something you clean your car with, okay? I mean, we're not, they make it sound like that this sponge is giant. It's not, Mm -hmm. okay? We're talking thin layers of stuff. So you saturate the sponge until it begins to drip gasoline into the cylinder, and that's that's why you get black smoke out of the tailpipe. We haven't diagnosed one, and again, we do 10,000 cars a year, and we haven't diagnosed a car needing an intake valve cleaning for 10 years. The, the problem is, is that's an easy one. Let's try that because it's a sales technique. The machinery and the equipment is very lucrative. Mm-hmm. You, you know that yeah. better than anybody. We don't own it, but the people that do own it make good money cleaning people's intake valves oh, yeah. for deposits. Yeah. The problem is, is there's a difference between maintenance and, and symptomatic. Yes. Fixing something and knowing what it is or... You know, you have a hard restart or you have a hard cold start. Let's go ahead and clean your intake valve deposit. I can't determine whether it's going to or not, but it's going to cost you $89.95. But let's clean those first because the diagnostic procedure is a buck and a quarter, $125. Yeah. So let's do this first. Kind of as a first step to the diagnostic exactly. process or, you know, you're having symptoms to do it. What about, um, we had a gentleman come in the other day that was actually using a premium fuel on a vehicle that just took unleaded. Oh, um, there, there is, there's in, insignificant, and again, let me, let me go over the numbers for you, okay? Um, there's the, there is the fuel, the detergent in gasolines today, normally, from the government, are 5 to 15 parts per million of detergent per gallon of gas. So 5 to 15 grains of sand out of 1 million grains of sand. Yeah. The two, the, when they do a top-tier adjustment to the detergent package, then it goes two and a half to three times higher. So three times higher than 15 would be 45 grains of sand. Mm-hmm. Three times higher than five would be 15 grains of sand. I suggest to you that 15 or 30 grains of sand out of a million isn't going to really make yeah. a lot of difference. Yeah. They, they, they talk about that, that AAA did some testing and found that top-tier gasoline non-top-tier gasoline caused 19 times more engine deposits. 
carbon deposits can reduce fuel economy. The problem is, is when you talk about carbon deposits, there are specific symptoms associated with carbon deposits. For instance, your regular car will need super because the carbon deposits are so big, we've lowered or raised the compression ratio on the car. So when we raise the compression ratio, we need a higher quality octane gas. So all of a sudden, my car's pinging when it didn't before. Mm -hmm. Intake valve deposits, we talked about that. But there's symptoms associated with that. We drop cameras down inside engines all the time to look at the in this combustion chamber. Uh -huh. We don't see any carbon in there, and we're looking at cars with 50 and 100,000 miles oh, on yeah. them. So the idea is, is this whole thing is a marketing strategy. It, 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 it makes people money. They come up with this story about it. But those of you that, that hunt out top-tier gas, go ahead. It's, it's not my concern. I'm just telling you that from a pragmatic point of view, where I live in my world of car repair, I don't see the need. And, I don't, and we own quite a few vehicles with our rental car vehicles plus our entire family's mm -hmm. vehicles. And I don't, we don't hunt out top-tier gasoline in any of our vehicles. No. We don't, we don't make a decision on, based on that. Yeah. All righty. Gene, good morning to you. Gene, how can we help you this morning? Good morning, Mark. I've got a problem with my 2003 Lexus ES300. It's got about 165,000 miles on it. I love this car. About a year and a half ago, um, I had four warning lights come on, the vehicle stability control, the VSC, the traction control, and then ABS and the brake lights all came on. So, and I was living in Minnesota at the time. We just moved down here about five weeks ago. And so I went to that trusted source on the Internet, and I started to do some investigating to try to figure out what is the problem here. And I was most interested in how much is it going to cost me to fix it. And I read on the forum this ridiculous claim that if you pump the brakes seven times in five seconds, it'll turn those lights off. I tried did it. Did that work for you? It actually did. Okay, <laughs> and right. that's fine. But it didn't. Okay, it stop, didn't stop, 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 please. Um, I have an answer for you, and I'm up against a break. And so in 50 seconds, I have to answer your question, but I'd appreciate it if you'd hang on through the break so we can talk some more. When you have a stability and traction control problem, about 90% of the time you have a bad wheel sensor. So the stability control and the traction control and the ABS all look at the speed of each one of the four tires on your car. And each tire has a sensor. So if three of them are showing 47 miles an hour and one of them shows zero or it shows 200 miles an hour or it shows 57 miles an hour, quite different than the other three, that's when the light comes on. I've never heard about pumping your brakes seven times and resetting all those lights. I've never heard of that. I've never used that. We use a more sophisticated way to reset the computer. We ask it to reset itself and to take another look at the situation. So when we get back, we'll, we'll continue to talk to you. You stay right there. Anybody else? 602-508-0960. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. 
Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I, I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Andy Salem Verdugo is sitting next to me, and we're talking about car repair. We're talking to Gene, and if you'd like to join us, we have four open lines available, 602 508 Gene, on your 03 Lexus, I caught that you had a stability control, a traction control. Did you have an ABS light on as well? ABS and the brake light all okay. came on. Now, Okay, and what color were they? Were they all orange, uh, or was the the two uh, at the top of the speedometer, the the uh, traction control, the VSC are orange, the brake and the ABS are red. Okay, 
Okay, the difference between an orange light and a red light is is what the, the driver is supposed to do. An orange light means caution. It means the system has been put in default, so you no longer have stability control, traction control. You no longer have that. But you didn't. we didn't have it before, so you're not in any danger. The red lights mean danger. So that's the issues you would focus on. Chances okay. are you fix one thing, you're going to fix all of these. But let me give you an example. Even if you have a worn tire with three brand new tires, that can cause a difference. And let me do some math out loud, okay? I'm going to okay. take a 28-inch tall diameter tire. I'm going to times it by 3.14, which is pi, because I want the circumference. And I'm okay. going to tell you right now, 28 inches times 3.14 is 89 inches. So one roll of that tire is 89 inches long. But if we add an inch to that tire, which is really a half an inch on the top of the tire and a half an inch on the bottom of the tire, then that tire has a 91 and a half inch rolling circumference. Yeah. The computer won't like that. The computer, and if you have a tire that's underinflated, it will not have the circumference and the rotational speed as the other three tires. So okay. that's what it's all about. It has to do with, we want to see all four of those tires doing the same thing. Traction control, yeah. ABS, speed control, cruise control, they all need to know how fast those tires are going. So okay. unfortunately, you're going to have to hire someone to go in there and figure out what it is. But let me tell you how it can be this simple. Now, let me stress that. It can be this simple. I hop in your car, and I take my daughter Andy with me. She sits in the passenger seat. She's got a scanner in front of her. I've plugged into your data link connector, and I'm watching your speed of all four tires. We're going to drive around lackadaisical, like you know, we like a couple of old old people just driving around doing nothing. And then I'm going to start making tighter circles to the right and tighter circles to the left. And sooner or later, later Andy's going to say, "Oh, I just dropped the right rear, just dropped." Ah. And I'll say, "Did it still drop? Yep, it's still there. It's still not there. It's still not there. It's still not there." I'm going to straighten up the car. I'm going to drive straight. I'm going to brake abruptly and take off abruptly. I'm going to shake the car a little bit. Nope, nope. We still don't have it. We don't have it. And I'm, I'm going to say, "Well, how can I make that right rear rotate faster?" Well, I'm going to make a hard left turn because the right rear is on the outer side of the car, so it's going to rotate more than the left rear. So I'm going to make yeah. a hard left turn, and she goes, "Oh, there it is. It's back." Now, oh. under the best of circumstances, under the best of circumstances, that's what's going to happen. Okay. But you just spent two people at $100 an hour. I mean, yep. we're, Mandy and I don't charge. But if you have two technicians in the car, you have to pay for both of them. But the, the diagnostic process is probably between 75 and 125 maybe $150. And if they yep. can get it to happen, they can identify which one it is. And most yeah. of the time, the sensor's dirty, the sensor's, sensor's broken, or the wires have been cut and shredded by something. That's what we typically find. So okay. that's what you're going to have to look for. All righty? Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Thank you very much. I appreciate the right. information. You're welcome, Gene. Good, good, good luck to you is what I mean to say. Good luck to you. All righty. When we talk about um, gear shift, remember the, the uh, Jeep, the new Jeep and the, the Chrysler and Fiat cars that have a shifter? And it's kind of like a joystick. And so you're in park, and if you want to go to neutral, you push it down once. Took, mm -hmm. Or once is reverse. Then you push it down again, and it's neutral. Then you push it down again, it's drive. Well, you remember the, uh, the young man who died after his Jeep Cherokee pinned him against the mailbox pillar and the fence at his house. Yeah. So now they have a, a, a complete reprogram. Now think about this. This is kind of interesting. How can we reprogram this computer to eliminate this car from happening? Can you think of anything? 
No, what no. could we change? This this is what is There's so cool. There's never a neutral or Okay, this is this is the electronic shift lever toggles forward and backward to let the driver select a gear. A light shows which gear is selected. The driver must push the lever forward three times to go to park. However, they're going to load softwares that will automatically shift the car into park when the driver's door opens up. Oh, there you go. That's cool, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's really cool because they're not going to let you get out of the car until it's in park. Now, the driver has to go click, click, click three times to get it to happen. Mm -hmm. But the computer, boom, can do it right then. And so as soon as you open that door, it's going to put that gear. Now, that's a stroke of genius. Whoever came up with that was a great idea. The shifter is a bad idea. It's a stupid idea. It's a high technology kind of add-on. Did the shifter go into neutral, or he he thought it was in park, but it was in neutral, and that's when it rolled back? He he probably took the shifter and it was in drive, and he probably went up once. Okay, well, depends on what gear he's in. He can be in neutral; he, it'll shift him from drive to neutral. Mm-hmm. Or if he's in second gear, it'll shift from second gear to drive. But he didn't do it three times, and he got out of his car. He walked to the front of the car, and uh, evidently the car rolled forward, pinned him. And he died. Yeah. So the idea is, is now the Chrysler is going, the software is going to just automatically shift the car into park when the driver's door is open and the engine is running. So that's never going to happen to anybody again because the computer's going to shift it. And the computer's going to see two things. Number one, it's going to see an RPM. And number two, it's going to see that the, the door opened up. And how does the computer know the door opened up? By the door switches. Mm-hmm. As soon as the courtesy lights on, that's something that the computer monitors. So when it sees the courtesy lights come on, boom, it knows the door's open. Plus, there's a door ajar light. Yeah. So as soon as the door ajar light comes on and the courtesy lights come on, it's a double whammy. Then the computer goes, go to park. And that's gotcha. how it's going to work. Yeah. Kind of nifty. Kind of nifty. Is. It's unfortunate someone died. There's been uh, 266 crashes and 66, 68 injuries. But in reality, there's millions and millions and millions of these cars out there. So it's not that big of a deal, but it is still a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. All right, 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Dan Davis, and I want to introduce you to Bob Jones and my friends at Quality Transmission Service. A lot of people are hanging on to their cars to save money, but driving an older car means you'll eventually need repairs. If it's a bad transmission, you could be left stranded, and that's a pretty helpless feeling. But help is a phone call away. Quality Transmission is family-owned and operated and has been serving the Valley since 1977. Bob is all about quality, and he's been doing the right thing his entire life. Eagle Scout, two tours of Vietnam, and the very first winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. At Quality Transmission Service, every overhauled transmission comes with a two-year, 24,000-mile nationwide warranty. Quality Transmission is AAA approved, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, and is a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix. So for all your automotive transmission needs, call Quality Transmission Service. Quality Transmission Service, getting you back on the road. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit 
Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Hi, this is Ron Sega, the owner of Guns Etc. In 28 years, I've seen a lot of things in the firearm industry. Folks, I would never use fear to try to sell you a gun. As you probably know, most of our commercials are very lighthearted. This time, however, I wanted to come on myself and let you know that based on everything I've seen in those 28 years, if the Democratic nominee becomes president, there's going to be a run on guns and ammo, which will do two things. Make firearms much harder to get and drive prices sky high. I wanted to let you know at Guns etc. We have everything you could ever want right now. The Democratic nominee has made it very clear that one of her top agendas is going to be to go after the firearm industry. But while things are still somewhat stable, at Guns Etc., we have a very large inventory of guns, ammo, and accessories. We're located on Alma School, just south of Guadalupe in Mesa, and you can always call us at 480-963-4311 or log on to gunsetc.com. For 28 years, I've been here for you, and I will continue to be. Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Andy is sitting here next to me. She's my daughter, and she runs our operation. And if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960. Automatic transmission exchanges in Phoenix. And if you go up and down Washington Street near 40th Street, you'll notice that automatic transmission exchange has been in the same location since 1968. Phil and his crew has been around a very long time. Phil and his crew are very, very good at diagnosing transmission problems, repairing transmission problems, but they're really good at building a high-performance two-speed power glide for your 700-horsepower sand buggy. They're also capable of taking a transmission and making it bigger, stronger, and better if that's what you want to do. So everybody could use and should use automatic transmission exchange for even something as simple as a service, a transmission flush, a transmission filter and fluid change, or to have somebody just drive the car to determine whether this problem is related to the engine or the transmission, and it takes an expert to make that determination. So Phil at Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington, and he's open on Saturdays for your convenience from 8 to 12. Let's go to the phone and talk to Bob. Bob, good morning to you. Out of the morning to both of you. Thank hey, you. I have a uh, 2002 Ford Ranger you know, cab, a uh, little extension cab. And uh-huh. when I'm going, and I've been doing this for quite a while, when I'm going around 80, 82 miles an hour with accelerator down, it will just um, lunge or stop or, you know, I mean, it, it, it sounds like the transmission is not engaging. And, okay. uh, you know, it just jolts you. And All then right. you have to back off. And, you know, if, if you don't, it just keeps, you know, going back and forth and jolting you. So I just, I'm just okay. looking for a diagnostic generalization, if you would, to see what I need to do. Well, you know, I have people call, talk to me every day of my life about car repair problems, and they talk about, should I replace the fuel filter? And I say to them, the fuel filter is a restriction in the fuel system, and the fuel filter will cause a specific symptom, which means that you'll do 56 miles an hour, but you won't do 58 miles an hour. 
and at 58 miles an hour, the transmission may downshift because your foot's on the floor. You're trying to go faster, but the motor's not going to let you. But the transmission sees your foot go to the floor, so it downshifts. In addition to that, you can't go any faster because there's not a supply of fuel necessary. So in, in your particular case, you have classic symptoms of a fuel filter that's plugged up. Now, here's how you're going to tell, and, and here's the problem. There's a lot of technicians that are prima donnas that won't put a used oil f or a, a used fuel filter up to their lips. But us old gray-haired guys understand the value of that. So we're going to take your fuel filter off, and we're going to just, sh and we know which way fuel comes in and out, so we're going to kind of shake it and shake the fuel out of it. We're going to wipe it off, not not knowing that anybody else's lips have been on it because it's been attached <laughs> to your fuel line, but we're going to put it to our, now when we blow on your fuel filter and our lips look like Louis Armstrong blowing on his trumpet and our face turns red and there ain't nothing coming out of the other end of the fuel filter, do you need to see anything more than that? Uh, not at all. Pretty okay. Well tells me what's so, going on. Yeah. So, so in 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 that case, on the other hand, Mark Salem is a hundred percent wrong. If you blow through that fuel filter like a straw that's you just popped out of the wrapper. Right. So that's really what it's all about. Is go buy a fuel filter, take your fuel filter off, blow through it, empty the gas out of it, blow through it, compare it to the new one, and if you don't need one, don't use it. But the idea wow. is is that now you could also have an ignition malfunction, a high RPM ignition malfunction, but if the if the engine's going to fall on its face at let's say now you said that was a Ford, so I I'm 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 thinking it's probably going to blow up at 3000 RPM, so I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing you now. I'm teasing you. So if you if you at 88 miles an hour if you're running like 2200 RPM and you can't get to 2300 RPM, I want you to drop a gear and I want you to bring it and see if you can do 23, 24, and 2500 RPM. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm testing my fuel filter theory here. I so see. by dropping okay. a gear, it's not you're you're attaching it to the speed of 80, 81 miles an hour. And by the way, I, I want to remind you that's against the law. Okay. <laughs> as someone who's as lily white as as someone who's as lily white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does that in a 45-mile-an-hour zone, hey, hey, so hey. don't feel bad. Hey, 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 at least you didn't say a school zone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would have I would have drowned your mic right off the bat, baby. Um, but anyway, I need to know if it's going to be an RPM-related problem or is it a fuel-related problem. Speed will answer the question on fuel, but if it does it at 2,300 RPM, if you're in third gear, and not at 80 miles an hour, and you still have the problem, then we could have another problem. Perfect. But that's what you need to have done. Okay? So it's not a replacing a transmission, which I thought you know, I, I don't, you don't have to have. Oh, I, no, no, because the, tra the oh, symptoms wow. you have, if your transmission ran out of juice at 80, 81 miles an hour, then that means the pressure inside of it has dropped to virtually nothing. Well, if that's the case, wouldn't it be more common at idle than at 82 miles an hour? That's very true. So, that so I, I think, and, but but I tell you, all the transmission shops on my best car repair shops list will drive your car with you. But I'm not quite sure they're going to be real happy with you ripping down Indian School at 82 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. you need you, you need to do you need to, to to call them up and take them on the freeway or something yeah, like the, that in the middle of the day, not yeah. at rush hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, Bob, good 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 luck to you, buddy. Good luck. Thank you Alrighty. so much. You have a great day. And you too. Thank you very much. Lisa, good morning to you. How can we help you today? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. 
you said my name because I was going 80 miles an hour, too. Now they know who I am. Yes, Lisa. What kind of car do you drive? Give us your license, please. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, there's a hundred. Go ahead. I have a 2015 Dodge Caravan. It's um, okay. uh, I was driving a little fast, and I heard this uh, whistle, like a high groan sound, like like that. On the, okay. on the on the driver's side, and I took okay. it in, and they told me it was the seal around the windshield. Okay. So now I hear the sound at 60 miles an hour when I did hear it at 80, and the car actually swerved a little bit to the left as I'm driving when that happened. Wow. You need to tell yeah. them that because... Because we we need to move away from um, a a seal. wind a, a windshield seal being bad to something in the steering, and and um, it, it it is true that we get a whistling or a a noise symptom at higher speeds because of a bad windshield seal that happens a lot. The way to fix it temporarily fix it is you know that blue masking tape that you used when you paint. Yeah. You, we put that all the way around the gasket. It makes your car look stupid for a couple of days, but we're blocking the air from that gasket area, and if the problem goes away, then we know for sure it's the windshield rubber seal. And so that's how most everybody does it. But in your particular case, it would suggest that you have a power steering problem, and, and that squeal has to do with the pump the pressurized fluid and your steering assembly, which is called a rack and pinion assembly, and that pulling to the left would indicate that the centering valve in the uh, in the rack and pinion may be a little off center, or perhaps maybe the car has hit a curb at one time or another and knocked the steering out of alignment a little bit. Yeah, how many miles do you have on it, Lisa? Uh, hold on, I'll tell you. 26,000. So that should still be under factory warranty. Uh, it, it should. This should th yeah. this repair, unless of course she's she's hit something. If she's damaged one of the wheels in the curb and, and her yeah. steering wheel's crooked, her rack's been knocked from its mount, stuff like that. Yeah. That's her bot. But it's not likely the Lisa that we have on the phone right now is is drives as bad as you do. So she probably <laughs> she probably hasn't wrecked her car. <laughs> no, I haven't yeah. wrecked it. But I'll tell you something funny. Um, I heard a noise when I stepped on the gas like a, a very faint, high-pitched sort of sound. And the mechanic came out and put his stethoscope on the front of the car, and he said, uh-huh, and he said something about the steering. So I took it in, and they replaced a lot of things. I have the list somewhere, but I, I'm thinking the, fuel, the steering wheel pump was one of the things they replaced. Yeah, there, there's only four things in your whole, well, five things in your whole steering. If we count the steering wheel and the steering column, that's one. Then we have a pump, we have two hoses, and the rack and pinion. And when the pump okay, comes apart. Okay, with the apart, hoses and, and the pump. Okay. Now, what happens a lot of times is the pump comes apart internally and starts to shed metal. And when it sheds metal, it spreads metal throughout the entire car. Or in, 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 entire system. System. Thank you very much. And so when oh. we when we have a pump come apart, we replace both hoses, we flush the power sh the rack and pinion assembly, and we put a pump That's on it. That's what they did. But if we That's what they did. Okay. 
Okay, but if we can't get all the metal out of the rack that was deposited by the power steering, the power steering pump sends high pressure fluid to the the power steering rack, and then the fluid returns to the pump. So it's a circle kind of effect. When the pump gives up the ghost, when the pump goes to pump heaven, when the pump just disintegrates inside and sends metal everywhere, it sends metal into the steering rack. So you just take it back to them and tell them what you've told me. Take your receipt with them, and I'll bet you they probably do the rack and the pump again to make sure they get all the metal out of the system. I'll bet they do that. Okay. Alrighty. All right, I'll do it. Thank you so much. Good luck to you. You're welcome. You had a comment? Oh, I was just going to, um, yeah, just tell her to go back and give them the symptoms again and about it swerving because obviously there's still an issue there. That's the one that bothers me the most. Yeah. I, I am concerned about the noise, but the fact that the car's pulling on its own left or right is a dangerous situation. Yeah. Yeah. So at the wrong time, that thing could all of a sudden jerk her into the next lane unless yeah. somebody's there. Yeah. Bill, good morning to you. How can we help you today, Bill? Yeah, thank you. I've got a couple of questions. Number one, I'm thinking of getting a new car, and there's a choice of either a Turbo 4 or a V6, what would you suggest? And the second question is, would you please explain the difference between horsepower and torque? I don't understand the difference. Oh, God. I I have a visual in my mind that I could only tell around the campfire with a bunch of cowboys, so I'm going to work on that. <laughs> just, oh, well, every, you're going to have to think of something else right now. <laughs> you're exactly right. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, horsepower is the ability for it to to develop RPMs and develop power. Torque is better described as you using a big steel bar to move a rock. And you know how you'd stick the steel bar on the ground and you would push on the, uh, the steel bar and it would roll the rock forward? Well, you're using a mechanism to torque, to add torque to your ability. So torque is is the strength of the power and and horsepower is the it's an rpm related generation of power so um the uh a car that has high horsepower and no torque will spin the back tires but if you put the nose of the car against the front of the tree in a tree or or something that's not movable it might not be able to spin the tires so uh, someone else will come up with a better idea. I just can't get that one out of my head. <laughs> yeah. And and as far as your turbo, which vehicles are you talking about? Tell me exactly uh, what uh, what what make you're talking about. You talking right, about it's a Cadillac Ford? CTS. You can either get a two liter turbo or a three point six liter normal aspiration. Okay, um, the turbo is a uh, two thousand twenty five hundred dollar option. That at one time or another, probably north of the hundred thousand mile mark, you're going to have to deal with that. That little four-cylinder turbo is going to be kind of a hot rod motor. Um, it's going to have a whole lot of power once you get up in the RPM range. Um, the V6 is a very dependable motor, and this is the same issue that Ford has with their Escapes and their what's it? What's Mom got? The Edge. Edge. 
um, whether you get a four-cylinder turbocharged or a V6. And to be honest with you, I know a couple of guys not too long ago that took their wife's cars out, and one of them had a four-cylinder turbo and one had the V6, and they were pretty much neck and neck all the way to about 100 miles an hour. I heard that. I hadn't seen it myself. But the two of them were racing their wife's cars, and they, they wanted to settle the, the, the issue on which was going to be a better car. But from a zero to 100 miles an hour, they're both going to perform. That little four-cylinder is going to perform every bit as well and, sli- and maybe slightly better than the V6. But as far as overall maintenance is concerned, the V6 is probably going to be a little less maintenance than that turbocharged four-cylinder. What if you only that see it for, uh, say, four or five years, no more than about seventy or 80,000 miles? Does it make a difference? No. No, it won't. In that case, you buy whatever you want. i got to take a break. We'll be back. And if you want to join us, just stay right there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 